0: The scripture reading for today is from James chapter one, beginning with the second verse. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but joy, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you is lacking in wisdom, ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly and it will be given to you but ask in faith never doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind for the doubter being double-minded and unstable in every way must not expect to receive anything from the Lord do not be deceived my beloved every generous act of giving With every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Good morning. Our text for today comes to us from the book of James, and it occurs during a time of uncertainty. The audience to whom this letter was written was made up of Jewish Christians who had been persecuted, who had seen their friends martyred for their faith and were now scattered throughout the land. And so this letter, represents both a word of instruction and a word of encouragement for a people who were going through a difficult time. It was a time when they were not quite sure of where to place their faith in the midst of their circumstances. As I was reading and studying this text, I kept thinking about what we've all been going through this year with the pandemic. It's an uncertain time for sure. It's a time where we know what happened, but we aren't sure how it happened. We know what it has led to, but we can't be sure of where it will lead next. And we feel stressed and afraid and powerless. We probably have some of the same questions that those to whom James wrote this letter had about where to place our faith in the midst of our circumstances. Our passage for today uses seeing language that describes what times like these feel like as it talks about being like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Now I think that's a pretty good descriptor of what this season has felt like. And in this midst of this sea of uncertainty, We feel restless, and we feel fearful, and we feel out of control, and we're looking for something to steady us. We're looking for something that we can be sure of, something that we can count on, and we just aren't quite sure what that thing is. And so we look to science, and we look to medicine, and we look to protocols to give us some small sense of security. But none of it is quite enough, is it? None of it offers us very much solace. We just aren't sure that any of it can be trusted. And so inwardly, we kind of vacillate back and forth as we grapple with this question of where to place our faith. The one thing that we're sure of is we want this thing to be over (laughs) We want the danger to be averted. We want life to go back to normal. And the fact that we know that this probably won't happen, at least not anytime soon, leaves us feeling even worse, doesn't it? It leaves us lashing out at others for any small sense of control that we might grab a hold of as we become overwhelmed by fear. It's easy for us to go on this downward spiral of what-ifs and worst-case scenarios, where all that we see is uncertainty and chaos. It's no wonder that we feel adrift. We can relate to the occasion of this passage as it talks about difficult circumstances, and the passage actually names these circumstances in a couple of different ways. It refers to them as trials and as temptations and as tests. And I think it's really interesting that depending on the version that you're reading of the Bible, all three of these words show up here. It's almost as if James is saying you should expect to go through this kind of stuff, friends. We're all going to experience difficulty in our lives And we may experience it as a trial that comes to us from outside circumstances that are beyond our control, and we may experience it as a temptation which comes from the inside and is a result of our sin nature. And we may even experience it as a test that God allows to come into our lives to strengthen our faith. But it's clear here that difficulty... Is a natural part of life. It is unavoidable. So we have to figure out how it is that we're gonna deal with it. And our passage gives us some really good advice in this, as it reminds us that we do have someone that can provide the security that we're all looking for, someone we can be sure of, someone who will help us in the midst of our uncertainty. We have this in God. And though he may not prevent difficulties from coming into our lives, he may not intervene to bring an end to them, especially not on our timetable, he can still give us the resources that we need to get through whatever it is that we're facing. The passage tells us we should ask God for help. As we seek his wisdom in our lives, it reminds us that because he is a generous God, who longs to give very good gifts to all of his children, he will offer us that help without hesitation or judgment. And his help is something that we can count on, even in the midst of our fears and our doubts. But James also offers us a word of caution here, friends. He says, But ask in faith, never doubting, for the one who doubts... Is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind, for the doubter must not expect to receive anything from the Lord. At first glance, this seems like a harsh word. But I think what James is saying here is that we don't just need to approach God as one of the many options for help that we might seek. He wants to be the one option that is superior to all of the others we have available to us. He doesn't want us to vacillate back and forth between our emotions and the world's ideas and his commands. He wants us to be sure of our faith in him and not in anything else. He wants us to be focused not just on seeking a way but on seeking his way. What James is saying here is that God wants us to be sure of him. Certain of him, confident in him. He wants us to believe that he is the one that we can count on to provide for us. He wants us to look up, friends, beyond that uncertainty, beyond that restlessness, beyond that lack of control and the fear and the doubt that lies underneath those things and choose to trust him. He wants us to rely on him to steady us as we flail and sputter around. He wants us to be confident that he is the one who will help us to rise above. When I think about the time in my life when I can most relate to the kind of difficulty that James was speaking to in this passage, it was when my husband Ray and I were going through the journey with cancer. Anyone who has been through cancer or has cared for someone who went through it knows what an uncertain and a turbulent journey it can be. It is almost impossible with all of the ups and downs that you experience not to feel stressed and anxious and afraid. There is so much about it that is beyond your control. And that leaves you feeling shaky and restless. And it's easy to go down that spiral of what-ifs and worst-case scenarios that leave you feeling adrift. I can remember when I was told what our treatment journey would entail, literally feeling the color just drain from my face and grasping for a chair, because I I knew if I didn't sit down, I was gonna end up on the floor. Impatient treatments every week for over a year? We knew that our lives were going to change forever. We knew that the type of cancer that Ray had was not the kind anyone wanted. We were told that his chance of survival was 85% so long as the cancer stayed in one place. If it spread to another part of the body, his chances went down to less than 20%. And when I think back through those last few weeks, I can remember waking up so many days and reaching over and placing my hand on his chest, feeling for the rise and the fall of it, just to make sure that he was still breathing. And that picture remains in my mind, revealing the depths of my uncertainty during that time. And in the midst of it, I was grasping for some sense of security, for some sense of stability, for something I could be sure of and someone I could count on. Of course, I had questions about where to place my faith. Could I trust the research, the doctors, the treatment? Ultimately, I found that God was the only one I could trust. He was the only one that I could count on. And in the hardest of those times, I can remember Ray saying to me, I want you to remember, Diane, that we do have a helper. We have a helper in the Lord. And my helper provided me with what I needed for that journey. I think back now and wonder how I got through it. And I know it was because of God. He was the one I could be sure and certain of. He was the one who had the resources that I needed to get through. He was the one who could steady me and give me strength to rise above. And when I think back on that journey, I remember how hard it was, but I also remember how transformative it was for me. I wouldn't be The person I am today without having gone through it. I wouldn't have the faith that I have without having experienced it. And I am grateful for the ways that God worked through that experience to transform me. I'm grateful for the lessons that I learned and for the perspective that I gained. And I think it was this perspective that finally enabled me to entrust Ray to the care of God and to trust that this was God's best for him. In the end, it was only in the arms of God that he could be safe and secure and at rest. And this kind of perspective is what I think James is talking about in this passage, especially in those opening lines when he says, "'My brothers and sisters, When you face trials of many kinds, consider it nothing but joy because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. Difficult times in our lives, they are always going to test our faith, friends. But when our faith is tested, our endurance has a chance to grow. And when we let it grow, it can fully develop. And then we can see that our challenges actually had value in our lives as they inspired us to reach out for God in a deeper way than we ever had before. God can use the difficult Times in our lives to transform us. It's how our faith life really takes root and grows and flourishes. It's how we're carried along to Christian maturity as we're made whole and complete in God. And isn't that maturity and that wholeness and that completeness, isn't that the whole point of the Christian life? And so when we ask God for help, we should trust him to help us with what is hardest about our journey. We should count on him to help us to look up beyond our circumstances, to accept our difficulties. As we learn to rely on God, he'll give us his perspective, and we'll realize that these difficulties actually had value. God used them to change our lives and to shape our faith in transformative ways. This is how God works in us, friends. It's how he helps us. It's how he enables us to rise above. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.